podcast with your producer, Seattle Who. So Virginia are champions of the ACC for the fifth time in eight years, and we at Who's Place are here to celebrate. This is Season 3, Episode 20 of Radio Free WhoCast, the audio service here at Who's Place. As always, I am your host, Val Prohaska. I'm joined by Seattle Who, who's our producer, and we're also blessed to have St. Lou Who, who's our lead basketball analyst. Welcome, gentlemen. Well, happy championship. That's right. We are the champions again. And I want to start out by saying that rarely have I been so happy to be so wrong because I think it was just a week ago that I was on this thing with uh, Brian Greisinger and I said that we weren't going to win the championship. We were going to get beat by Louisville because we were playing, um, you know, teams were, were doing, they were defending us a certain way and we were not attacking it at all. And so they were really taking us out of our offense and with our defense as it is, you know, we have to be able to rely on our offense to, you know, to really carry us through tough times. And, you know, lo and behold, the, I think the Miami game made a lot of people feel better. It didn't make me feel any better because Miami's last place in the conference and okay. So we beat them. And, um, but I think there were some signs of change in there and we definitely saw in the Louisville game that um, the, the team came out and had made some adjustments and really had a coherent plan to attack that all-switching defense. And so we had some success, and we finally saw the offense come back. And uh, you know, and the defense was also much better. I think they made a couple of adjustments there that, um, that made a big difference. So, you know, totally different outlook today from a week ago. Yeah, the, the the old switch everything defense is something that, you know, it's big in the NBA. And uh, but really at the college level, you didn't see a ton of it. Um, you know, obviously there's the proliferation of zones, but even man defenses, the, the switch everything um, movement really has only started to take effect in the last couple of years. Uh, Duke has done it for a lot of years. Shashevsky uh, has kind of liked having that tough man defense where he has – uh, elite NBA level athletes who can cover everyone from a point guard to a big man and and switch them up pretty consistently so that you don't have a lot of uh, decisions to make with hedging, decisions to make with you know who takes the role man, um, how do we guard the pass? Well, we just switch, right? You know, and that that's why the NBA loves doing it. And switchable defenders are all the rage. Um, but yeah, it certainly presented a challenge to the. Uh, team this year um you know the we i just mentioned the advantages of switching but the the counter is that well sooner or later an offense that's deliberate with their ball screens and their off ball screens is going to end up with a mismatch you're going to get a really good offensive player against a pretty subpar defender and well you just keep switching and moving the ball around until you get you know your star player with the ball in his hands and the wrong defender on him and we just were not taking advantage of getting those mismatches when they show up. I I wanted to throw my remote at the TV every time I'd see the switch end up with a, a point guard or a shooting guard guarding Jay Huff on the blocks, and we didn't pass the ball to him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, and you know Brian Brian and I we broke that down pretty thoroughly. And one of the issues with with that was that we weren't clearing out the weak side, and so the weak side help was there. And, which and also the the other teams are putting pressure on the balls and so we weren't able to make that pass over the top to Jay 
And, um, you know, when Sam was getting the ball in, in, in having mismatches again, we, there was too much traffic. And the, the change, the big change that I saw, and I talked to Brian on, on Twitter and, and he saw the same thing a lot, was that we were, we were running sides and we were, and you could see sometimes we were bringing players together deliberately to get the switches and we were engineering matchups that we wanted. And then when we got them, we were clearing out. And you would see, um, like early in the game when we were posting up Jay and he was being guarded by Carly Jones, we were everybody else was up high around the arc, and so we were able to make that pass into him. And the other, see, the other thing that we were doing was we were having um, Sam Hauser make the post entry pass, and so we had a better, we had a. Um, a better passer to the catcher, so someone who could better ab- was better able to make that pass rather than always having Kihei trying to make that pass when he's being guarded by a big man. So, yeah, it, you know, we finally, you could tell they used the time between Miami and Louisville and they put some things in because we were doing the same. We were posting Sam up and getting everybody else the hell out of there. And one thing I saw twice in a row that was very successful was we would get Sam the ball on the left side of the lane and everybody would clear out. And then when he started to make his move, Justin uh, was diving down to the weak side backboard and he was guarded by a guard. So he was coming down in to make, to, to be an offensive rebounding position. And the way he did that, it didn't allow, his man wasn't able to go double Sam. So Sam had one-on-one and twice in a row, he hit that turnaround jumper of his, um, so that was successful, and the over the top, the J was successful, um, and so like they were using, they were originally they were using sides to set up the mismatches, and then later on in the game, we saw a lot of them just running sides because we were, I think Louisville probably changed some things, and we were getting some matchups that we liked in sides, and uh, Reese Beekman in particular, curling off that. Um, down screen and then driving aggressively into the lane was was being very successful. Um, And that, you know, I I was excited to see, you know, we actually, we attacked the basket against Louisville. Reese was attacking the basket. Trey Murphy attacked the basket. Uh, Casey Morsell, you know, he attacked the basket, missed a shot, and then just get that, that follow. You know, good things happen when you attack the basket. Even, if you don't make the shot or get fouled, a lot of times you can create those offensive rebounding opportunities for your teammates because it collapses the defense, and the defense tends to forget you know the other players on the floor. So, you know that was another. Okay, well let's. Well, that's that's true. But let's step back and look at Miami first, though. What changed in Miami? Because that's where that's where this thing started. So what what did Bennett do differently against Miami? Yeah, you know, I didn't really like the first half against Miami was trash can juice. That was just just terrible, um, and you know, and I don't, I don't. Well, let's say the first the first fifteen minutes because the first half did include that big run we had to close the half over maybe really the last like three minutes of the first mm-hmm. half um, where we took a, what was I think a one point actually we went from being one point down twenty eight twenty seven. Um, to going into the half 41 30. 
Right. So, and that uh, really was over about the last three minutes. So the first 17 minutes of the game, trash can juice. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll buy that. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't really remember. I, I, <laughs> I watched that and I, I had some ideas on it, and then I watched the Louisville game, and and that's that's where I got, I got excited because I think the second half of the Miami game, it got bogged down again offensively, because we had, yeah, we had the yeah, forty-one yeah, points first half. We only scored twenty-one points in the second half yeah. of that game. Yeah, I mean, our our defense turned it up, but our offense certainly went, um, you know, gummed up and and looked pretty poor too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Miami is is not a great defensive team. No, nah, we were missing a, threes, and I think we went, we were pretty much running sides. Um, but well, there the, the, there were a couple of things in the Miami game. I mean, the first is that you know Beekman and Clark played much less on the court together. I think they both played 28 minutes. Yeah, um, and in that game, but yeah, they, and he, but he, Beekman he, played as the lead as the point guard for probably easily half of those. Yeah, Beekman Beekman ran the team a, a lot more than we had game. seen. Yeah. We had more minutes for McCoy. I mean, he was I mean, he was about 15 minutes. We also had Wolde Tensai back. And he's just running harder around screens. When he's engaged, he's running harder than anybody else on the court. And I think that's infectious. Because when we, when we clear out, we don't clear out with purpose, it seems to me. And that's what I've seen the last two games. Well, Tensai's running harder than anybody else out there. McCoy's running harder. Than, and I think that helps the spacing. And so, I mean, those were the two big things that, you know, that, that I saw, um, you know, in terms of, of just looking at how we're going to, you know, we're going to change this. And it's, it's helped, uh, I think it's helped Beekman's confidence and it's certainly helped McCoy's. I mean, McCoy had what, at one point he scored six points in a row for us during that Mm -hmm. run. And then he scored four against Um, Louisville. Yeah. I think I noticed about McCoy that, he he's he might be our best big man at attacking the basket, slashing to the hoop, and so he he makes a difference there. And just his energy um, going after the ball, well, we need, his his we defense was much it, better, much better the last couple of it games. Was. The thing that I also liked is is Murphy's energy was better defensively mm-hmm. against Miami. <laughs> Go, he mom! Steals in the first. <laughs> What? Yeah, and and for those who wonder what that's about, um, the 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 news uh, in the and one of the post game press conferences this week, um, you know, uh, they asked Murphy, you know, what 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 got India, um, and he said his mom had been talking some trash to him uh, about <laughs> his lackluster play in recent weeks. Yeah, the and NC State like, game after when, that, when, she when told him that he sucked. Smack, he, he's got to he's got to turn it up. Well, you know, we want to make sure that that phone stays connected then. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, because that I, I, him. You know, he didn't have the greatest offensive game against Miami, but I was impressed with his defensive energy. I mean, he was getting steals just based on his athleticism and length. And we hadn't seen that before. Um, yeah, you know, you know I so, think I mean, I, in, in some reason, that's something correct. that I noticed was on defense. I think we made an adjustment on the post, the post trap. We had. Um, Murphy was guarding the weak side and his height and his length, uh, he got in the way of some of those cross court passes that are the normal way of, um, 
that will teams that teams will attack our our post double. Considering he 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 struggled with that just the game before against NC State. Yeah, and you know, so he picked it up a notch, and and again, he's he's got the size, and he's he's got the athleticism, and we don't typically see that on Virginia teams. You know, guys just out muscling, fighting for the ball based on their athleticism, mm-hmm. and he went and got him. Well, the Kansai had two steals. You know, the kind of sneaky little steals that that he can get. Um, so, I mean, well, the Tensai hasn't had a big night each of the last two games, but I think. I think he's we're better with him in the lineup, certainly than we were, you know, missing him against Duke and NC State. Yeah, he's he's providing good role player minutes. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and let's also say he's playing a lot better. It's not like he was out and now he's back. He missed a couple of games, and before that was really a non-factor. He's he's more of a factor now than he was. He's he's playing better. And, he's... and and I, I wonder how much at, at times Walter Tensai has dealt with disappointment from not not starting this year after he was a, you know had had really well earned his starting minutes at the end of last year, mm-hmm. um, you know as both both ends of the floor he was playing well, and you know it was certainly one of the few offensive threats we had on a team that that lacked them especially in the in the um, behind the arc, and right. so he goes from a guy who was you know starting and playing 25 30 minutes a night and getting a heavy shot count down the stretch for the Who's last year and all of a sudden in comes uh Trey Murphy uh, well now we've got a new small forward who can shoot threes even better than you can um you know in, enjoy your six man role try to stay motivated and that you know, can be a can be a, a tough pill to swallow but uh, I, yeah who knows? I think yeah. um I'm I'm certainly glad he's he's found that role. Uh, you know, I've, I've mentioned in in a few of my uh, articles recently that you know really the, the troubles come down to the troubles with this year's offense come down to needing good guard production, uh, good guard scoring production in a way that we just haven't had this year, like we have in past years. Right? There's no Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome. Mm-hmm. There's no Malcolm Brogdon or Justin Anderson or Joe Harris. Or Mariel Shayok, you know, if you want to, you know, even even he, he could could go get you buckets, right? And um, you know, there's no one like that on this year's team. So uh, anything Wolda Tensai can give us just to add some balance, um, you know, Beekman and and Kihei are both great, but let's be honest, they're both lead guards first and scoring guards second. And uh, you know, having a guy out there like Wolda Tensai who can just be our scoring guard. Um, do the other things well too. Play some good defense. Get some steals. Um, you know, uh, make a couple timely passes. But primarily, they're out there to get some points, and you know, it gives good balance and forces defenses to to play us entirely differently. So I'm I'm glad to see him do that. You know, it's whether or not we see him back for his bonus year next year. Very big question mark. Um, you know, the the NCAA relief for eligibility means our fourth year and redshirt fifth year players. Uh, technically have another year waiting for them if they want it and we have zero clue if uh tony or the players are going to want to do that um next year but you know let's just for the sake of argument right now assume this is tomas's you know last ride in a virginia uniform i think it's a safe assumption yeah it probably is you know i think there's good reason to think you know huff hauser and walter tensai all 
move on, try their hands at a pro career or something like that next year. But that just means that they they're feeling that urgency to um, to really do a good job, you know, really really leave it all out there because you know this could be their last collegiate basketball game, um, you know, the last ACC game in any game in the ACC tournament, the last game at period once we get to the NCAA tournament. So right, it'll be. You know, it's something to watch and make sure that they have that fire that, you know, I don't want this to be my last game fire uh, every night they they put it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of a factor this year that's hasn't been as as big as in normal years. It's, just, it's such a weird year and and, you know, it's just dominated by the whole COVID thing and the pauses and and no fans and and it's just things that normally are we think about all the time we just haven't thought about at all yeah but, um but you know at the end of the day that just underlines just what an accomplishment this team has 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 had to win the ACC um in this this weird a year it's i i feel like to some degree this championship is going underappreciated within the fan base and, and around college basketball and around the ACC. And maybe that's just because the the general enthusiasm for college basketball, you know, across the board is down just because people are, you know, just beaten down by the economy and, and the pandemic and, and all of these other things going on. But, um, well, I think there's a couple like when you talk about nationally, it's you know, look, the ACC is down. We kind of backed into this championship in in a bad league, and you know, Florida State had it; it was in their hands, and and they they let us, they gave it to us, they gave us the opportunity. Uh, I mean, we we had to take it, and the guys won the last two games, but you know, we only and, and the other thing is, you know, we were picked to win the league this year, so I think you know maybe some people are like, well, we we're supposed to, and. That that's a, a big reaction. Uh, me, I'm stunned. It's such a turnaround because, and, and not is really not not a, such a turnaround on our end as much as it is on Florida State going from being you know so so dominant in that stretch to just totally falling on their faces. Of course, they had to leave leave the cozy confines of home late in the season, which they had managed to avoid during their right at the top but it's i mean well, i'm just you know, I, i'm still of the belief that that travel rules um it's really 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 hard you know i mean there's only two teams that won on the road you know virginia was six and three mm-hmm. and nc state i think was five and three the wow. final numbers Four. for the acc yeah. were 68 percent of games were won by the home team mm-hmm. you know so we went to notre dame and won and, you know, travel's hard, you know, and, and and Florida State went to Notre Dame and just laid over in the first half. Yeah, and, and that's why you know? I, I hate this this whole, like, FSU gave us the, the championship narrative um, that I'm seeing. The, you know, it's, yes, they lost their last game, but we won our last one, and that's how we leapfrogged, leapfrogged them to... Um, well, they lost to, to, two of their to, last to, three. Yeah, I mean, they had to lose more than just one game to give us a chance. Clemson, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame. Those are three gems that UVA went 3-0 in and Florida State went 0-3 in, right? 
that is that that is not Florida State giving it to us. That is us taking it because we were able to go on the road and win in tough gyms that they couldn't. And at the end of the day, I mean, that's we. Yes, they beat us in their gym, in their gym that they beat everybody in because everybody loses in Tallahassee these days. They, they, they it is the best home court advantage in the ACC right now. Um, but yeah, they didn't just roll over. There's, it's hard to win on the on the road in the league, and we did it. So we earned it. I mean, let's let's not say anything to the contrary. We earned the ACC championship by winning in gyms, including Louisville's now. Right. FS, you know, yeah. And FSU couldn't couldn't manage it. Yeah, you know, if they're, if FSU is so great, why do they have a losing record on the road? Or I think maybe they're five hundred, but why couldn't they no, have a they losing were three record? And, the they were three and four. Three and four. They okay, were three yeah. and four. And, I mean, and, and Notre Dame, I mean, it's one you know, Georgia Tech and Clemson, you know, they lost there. Those are good teams, and we'll talk about them in a minute when we talk about the ACC tournament. But um, you know, Notre Dame is eh, 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 you know. Yeah. That, that is a team that Florida State should have beaten. Florida, Notre Dame is okay. They've got a couple of players, but there's no excuse for Florida State to lose to them. But except for the fact that it's hard to win on the road in the ACC, which just further amplifies just, just what what an yeah. accomplishment and, that 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 our team you know was able to achieve, and just how tough they are. That they went six and three. We played you know no one played more road games than we did in the ACC, and we had the best record in road games. Mm-hmm. Um, and regardless, I mean, it could have been even better if we had pulled out that squeaker against Duke. I mean, it's, you know, we, we were road warriors this year with the exception of two times at FSU and at VT. Um, but other than, you know, every team in the league wishes they had done as well on the road as we had. Yeah. Well, and, certainly and, and, <laughs> yeah, and because of that, like, yeah, this, this is just me preaching to the, to Wahoo nation appreciate this club. The way you appreciated the ACC titles in 2014 and 2015, the way you appreciated the titles in 2018 and 2019, um, this club accomplished something on par with all of them. Yes, the ACC is down this year, blah blah blah. But you know, you think about everything these guys had to sacrifice because of of the pandemic situation. You know, the quarantines. You know, these guys. You know. Uh, you know, didn't get to see their friends. They didn't get to see their girlfriends. They, you know, didn't get to to live anything close to a normal college life, and they still went out there and you know, won more ACC games than anybody else. Um, you know, by by a comfortable margin. You know, th- we didn't share the championship. This is undisputed again, and they won two more games than FSU did. So, you know. I hope when the dust settles and, and, you know, a couple years down the road, we're able to look back on this club and appreciate them and their greatness the way we, we, you know, lift up all those other, you know, those previous championship clubs. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I yeah, mean, credit them for, credit them for winning mean, the, winning the, the ACC and, you know, I, I have a real problem hearing the term greatness and, putting this team on the same level as those other teams because we won the ACC. Those teams, look, man, this this team fought and battled and, and showed great heart, but just simply not on the level of those, those other teams that went out and and won big games against big opponents. And look, our record against ranked teams is, is poor, and we didn't, you know, we won, I don't know, 
I, I don't I don't want to badmouth this team, and especially now when they're ACC champions and we want to celebrate them. But and and I agree with you that we need to appreciate this one as, as much as any of the other ones. But I, yeah, and, and I, yeah, I can't not, I can't go wrong with greatness. I'm I don't not know. saying this team is is you know going to go toe to toe with the 2019 title team. I'm just yeah, it's the, it's the appreciation, right? That's it's a, right. Know, it's it's a, appreciate the is, accomplishment is, and and yeah, the effort and, 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 and the way, heart and soul. But, Absolutely. Yeah. This, this is what blue blood programs get to do mm-hmm. is they get to debate which of their conference championship teams were better than others. This is, this is one of those because treats. they have precisely because they have multiple championship teams right? You yeah, know, exactly. to, to look at. And joy I'm not going to have any problem, yeah. you know, overlooking this team for any other ones just because it was, it was fun. You know, I appreciate the, the marathon. You yeah. know, more than anything else. So, I mean, the, the soccer fan in me, you know, I award the title, you know, me personally, you know, to the team that wins the regular season. I don't give a crap. Of, I mean, the tournament matters, but this to me is the is the thing that I, I crave the most is winning this regular season slog because it is a slog. Because it means you're the best over two one, plus months. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I definitely think the regular season is more meaningful than a tournament championship. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly, and yep. and I'm very happy with this accomplishment. And I, I I'm happy to get away from the that negative rant because I'm very happy with what I saw in the Louisville game, and I'm very and what I saw there makes me feel better about our chances moving forward because I saw an adaptation that had been missing for about five games, and so and I saw a plan, and I saw that the team now has has a way to attack you know that game plan against them and so teams can't just say come in and say all right we'll just switch everything and you know and and do these simple things and so it was great to see because you know look the last miami's not a switch everything team louisville is not a switch everything team they're a pack line team so for them to come out and play switch everything they did something totally different from their normal plan because you know they had seen how it affected virginia and you know, and so other teams were going to come in and do the same thing. And now other teams can't just come in and do the same thing because they're going to have to look at that at that film and say, "All right, well, Virginia's going to do this, and Virginia's going to do this." And you know, isolating Trey Murphy on the elbow was very effective. And you know, oh so now God, they have things. Money. Now you know, now it's 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 gone back to to a difficult preparation job and and something that you know and. Uh, what I hope co- carries forward is the aggressiveness in attacking the basket that we saw against Louisville, because that will make all the difference in the world. That's how you advance in tournaments. You well, there's also the fact that in Sam Hauser and his play lately, I mean, we have the most effortless scorer I can remember in Virginia. Mm-hmm. You know, since I don't know Steph. <laughs> I mean, but he is just this is the shooter we were simple. we were expecting. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's just, but it's 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 his ability to act. You know, and you you had said it from the very beginning that he's a great post up player. He's great at the mid range, but he's just he's just effortless. I mean, he's unconscious. You know, if you look at his shooting percentages the last four mm-hmm. games, you know, it's crazy. You, you you can't keep him down, and he's had some rough first halves. And every single sucky first half he's had, he has bounced back big in the second half. Now. Ten episodes ago, you know, you had uh, 
Seattle, you had mentioned that, you know, we have half a dozen, you know, we have three guys who can erupt for 25 at any point. And I disagreed with that notion, but, you know, Sam is, Sam can do that. You know, he went for 24 against Miami and it was effortless shooting and he wasn't great from three. I mean, he was two for five, which is a very tidy 40%, but you know, he, he, he wasn't lights out from, from distance. He was just, I'm sorry, Louisville. He was, he was just ruthless every single time he got that ball anywhere, anywhere near, he could go wherever he wanted to shoot the ball. Mm -hmm. You know, so we do have a guy who we can ride. Um, and sometimes that's also a key, you know, one guy who can get hot because we have enough other role players. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Who, who is, who had the greatest for, for the, for the young folks here. Um, yeah, Randolph, <laughs> yeah, tell us who Randolph is. Yeah. Ra- Ra- Randolph Childress. And I think it was 1995 had this, had the single yep. greatest uh, uh, a- ACC tournament performance I've, I've ever seen in my life. Maybe some of the folks who go back to like to the sixties and fifties can, can say otherwise, but this guy, no, I think and, he set the yeah, record. Yeah, I mean, he he just. I, I'm gonna have to dig up the stats now. But yeah, yeah for Wake Forest, um, you know, and we he were had all Duncan Wake fans by the end of that tournament. He dropped you know? what, like 36 on us. Yeah, it was yeah. it was just insane. He was he was just it was effortless. It was beautiful. He carried them to the title. I mean, he he made Tim Duncan, um, the 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 second fiddle. Right. I mean, which which is someone who watched a lot of Tim Duncan in his career is just insane that Tim Duncan would play second fiddle to anybody. Well, you know, Duncan was a sophomore that year, so he was still still was just learning the game. He wasn't the uh, like defensively, he was an unbelievable shot blocker, but on offense, he wasn't the you know the player that he would become. He was still just you know kind of developing. I feel like he was a junior that year, but I might be remembering no, I think that he was wrong. a sophomore. Okay. Yeah, Pretty sure he was a sophomore. He he had two more years after that where um, get kind of fuzzy for us because our program just fell in the shitter after that '95 team. <laughs> yeah, um, our Kansas, our sweet, our Elite Eight team it beat Kansas and went to the yeah. Elite Eight to lose to Arkansas. Um, all right, we'll, we'll circle back. Folks don't want to hear about 1995 right <laughs> now, um, but no, they talking. It's a good segue. Though. Let's start talking about the ACC tournament, which starts Tuesday, and I'm not sure when this is going to drop. Um, we're recording on Monday night, so the games start tomorrow. Morning I think it, I'll probably get it out tomorrow morning, so it'll probably be yeah. Tuesday. But yeah, I think so before depends, we get into the ACC tournament, when you listen tomorrow. to this. Um, the, the ACC tournament may have already kicked off. Um, the The first game that's really going to matter to us, though, isn't going to be until Wednesday afternoon, and I think it's at two o'clock on Wednesday Eastern time. Nope, noon. Um, no, no, uh, Wednesday, which is the eight nine game. Um, that is going to be. Um, oh, it is noon. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. It's two p.m. It starts on Tuesday, um, but Wednesday, yeah, start kicks off at noon, and that's Syracuse and NC State. That's the eight nine game, and one of these two teams will be Virginia's opponent on Thursday afternoon, and this is going to be a pretty good game. I mean, it's eight. It's eight nine right there. Right there on paper, it says it to you. These are two teams that finish right next to each other in the standings. And had pretty um, pretty even seasons, but both teams finished the the year on a little bit of an upswing. Um, Syracuse uh, beat UNC last week, and um, they beat um, uh, Clemson. Um, you know, another Clemson having a great season as well. So those are two good teams. Ken Palm top forty teams they beat last week. 
both were at home for them in, in the Dome, but those are still two good wins for them uh, as they try to make a push to get off the bubble. Um, and uh, NC State, probably not on the bubble. I'm not seeing a lot of talk about them being in the tournament discussion. They're probably more NIT-ish. But this is a team that finished the game on a or finished the season on a five-game winning streak, mm-hmm. including winning at JPJ. Of those five wins, four were on the road. Um, they've had to reinvent themselves a little bit since Devin Daniels went down. Their star um, wing player went down about eight games ago uh, for the year with an injury, and they have since reinvented themselves as a jumbo team, starting a pair of six foot seven players in Jericho Hellams and Darian Sebron at the two and the three, and then a pair of traditional throwback bigs in Manny Bates and Derek Funderburk at the four and the five. Um, and, I mean, it flummoxed us uh, two weeks ago at JPJ when they beat us, and they've been doing some damage. So that's that's the first game that we really need to look at because if we want to go anywhere in this tournament, we're going to have to beat one of these two teams. Yeah, and I think I agree with everybody that I would definitely much rather – well. All right, let me put it this way. Syracuse is a much better matchup for us than NC State simply because we know what Syracuse is going to do uh, defensively. They're going to play that zone. Regardless of what's going to work best against us, they're going to play that zone. And we're, you know, I I, I, I just cannot see that zone being effective against us for a whole game. I, look, when we had... Um, my friend from Syracuse, I'm blanking on his name now, Kevin, Kevin Wall, um, on for the Syracuse preview, I say we were going to roll him. We were going to blow him out because we were going to figure out the zone and then we were just going to trash it repeatedly because right. that's what we do to Syracuse most times. And I, I, I'll say it again. If we get to play Syracuse, that's what I see happening again. Um, and, and their offense – that Hauser has found his his comfort zone. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Because he was still struggling for that game. Yeah. When we got at that part in the season, and you know, NC State, they you know they switched us one to five, like every like the two teams before them had, because they look at the tape and you know they're gonna they'll do different things defensively, and you know that's so it's more and with the two big shot blockers inside, you know, it, it brings up the Kihei issue, you know, when he gets into the lane. So I, I think Syracuse is definitely a much better matchup for us, but the competitor in me would like to get, oh, another, I want NC State. get some freaking revenge, you know? I don't I think, like NC State. I don't like uh, them either. I, I, I don't I like, yeah, them. I don't like their whole culture. Um, and I don't, I don't like that they got that win on us. I don't like that they came into our place and, and dogged us. And I don't think the team likes it. And so, you know, I think our team needs to, would love, really needs a chance to show everybody who, who's the better team. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 yeah, I, I think if we wind up seeing Syracuse, yeah, we could. I don't want to say we should feel good, but it's definitely a winnable game for all, for all the same reasons that we we beat them, you know, by twenty some points in um, back in January. We should beat mm-hmm. them by twenty some points again, um, you know, in Greensboro. Uh, it's it's NC State that 
that really worries me. And I don't want to say I don't I don't want to see them, but you know, our chances to win that game are not. Yeah, you know, this isn't like the one seed is just we're just gonna walk in the gym and and walk out with a win. It, they're gonna make us earn it in a lot of ways. Um, and looking at the NC State versus Syracuse matchup, um, for those who you know are working from home right now and can put the game on Wednesday afternoon um, while they're you know sitting on a conference call, the NC State probably <laughs> should win that game. Uh, that they'll they're probably gonna miss some shots to start. But they are a great offensive rebounding team. I love the size NC State has. I talked about that a minute ago. And the Syracuse zone, it just begs to be exploited with offensive rebounding. You know, there's so many gaps under, you know, underneath it um, for uh, state, or, yeah, NC State's bigs to, to get behind Mark Dolajai and behind Jesse Edwards and just clean up on the offensive glass and just you know, get put back after put back, uh, you know, in, in a way you'd expect UNC to do it. So um, I, I think I, the turnovers are going to be the story. If NC state can do what they did against us and, and not turn the ball over, which is really out of character for them, then they probably should win that game. But, uh, you know, Syracuse, they're forcing a lot of turnovers. Kadari Richmond, when he's in there is a terror at the, at the top of that zone. And, um, you know, if NC State, if they're loose with the ball and and they turn it over, then then I think Syracuse will probably win. But if they play the smart, focused, and you know, not turning it over game that they played against us, then they probably will win. Yeah, it'll be a good game to watch. Um, I mean, certainly both teams can win, and and both teams present their own challenges. So that'll be that'll be pretty good. Um, Moving up a, a piece, if should we survive, uh, you know, either NC State or Syracuse on Thursday, Virginia would next play Friday afternoon, or sorry, Friday evening at uh, 6.30 Eastern um, in the semifinals. Uh, most likely, uh, the teams, they're, they're going to see one of Georgia Tech or Clemson. Uh, that quarter of the bracket sees uh, Pitt and Miami in a play-in game. Uh, uh, Tuesday afternoon. Neither one of those teams, I think, is a team that's going to do a whole lot of damage. Neither neither of them really have a whole lot of... completely imploded, you know? I mean, um, Xavier Johnson left the team. Eddie's Tony left the team. Yeah, that's... that's Two of of their big three, yeah, uh, for Pitt left. They're transferred out in the last couple of weeks. Um, And, you know, Pitt did did get a little bit of a lift. Uh, I think they'd be... Was it Wake Forest um, a week ago after they had left? And, you know, there's certainly something to be said for if these guys were bad locker room presences, there's there's a benefit to them moving on. But the bottom line is they just don't have the horses um, to go deep. And, of course, we, we talked a lot in the Miami game preview about Miami's injury issues. Uh, Harlan Beverly, Chris Likes, um, you know, both both miss, you know, are, are absent. Um you know, going all the way back to um, the beginning of the season when they lost some of their big men uh, for the year, and uh, Sam Wardenberg and Rodney Miller. So they're just they're just shorthanded. There's um, they've got a great young guard in Isaiah Wong, who wound up making I think the third team in the ACC. And of course, Pitt's got Justin Champagny, who uh, was wound up with the. So the winner team. of that game plays who? 
Clemson. Clemson. All right. Yeah. yeah and, so and the winner of that game, the winner of that game is not going to beat Clemson. Yeah. Clemson, so it's going to be Clemson, and then Georgia Tech. They get the double by also, or they get yeah, they get the double by also. They're four. Yeah. It, yep. How can you forget after um, Josh yeah. Pastner's wonderful tweet video thanking us from the official Georgia Tech account? Thanking us? Oh, because oh, we beat Louisville and that gave them four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. If, if, if you want to go to the Georgia Tech Twitter. He posted a video thanking UVA, saying "Wahoo Wah" for us beating. <laughs> for us beating. Oh, is that with it where he's the, got the shield on? And he, yep, and he's wearing. I, his, all right, I saw the gif that Zach Carey made of it, and I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that's what that was well, from. I'm at the okay. point now with Josh Pastner where I, the guy is just such a such an awkward goof. Um, he's a dork, and I can't be. I can't dislike him. He's a it's good like, coach. He's a good coach, and he, he seems is a like good a nice coach. Guy. And I think he's grown a lot from his Memphis days. Yeah, he's just so awkward. He was too <laughs> young. He was too young to be a head coach at a major college program at that time. Um, yeah, he. But he is a good coach, and he's starting to show why. Who was it who was always talking him up, saying he was going to be great? Me, I, I'll be honest. It was not me. I, I did not see it. It wasn't coming. me either. <laughs> there was somebody who was like, "This kid, he's a video wonder. He's got a great brain for the game. He's a good recruiter. He's going to be a great coach." There's somebody I can't remember who it was. It was somebody. Um, but anyway, but and he was, you know, they came out of that swamp of Arizona, and but I think he's proven himself and his. Yeah, he did. I think. Oh, Mike Young was coach of the year. I think Pastner deserved coach of the year. I, you know, I. Well, biggest turn. It, it's always going to be biggest turnaround, you yeah. know. And so Young led, you know, Young led a team from, you know, obscurity to the number three seed. So, you know, it's it's unless it's something else. You know, yeah, you know, this, this yeah, I, I guess we were expecting it's always the surprise factor. That's true. They did finish third, and they finished yeah, Georgia third. Tech, and, Georgia, and Georgia Tech had Tech a lot of fourth. preseason love. Um, you know, we, we did a whole thing back during our preseason coverage yeah. about talking about who the party crashers were going to be in the ACC this year. And we talked a bit about Georgia Tech because they returned a lot of players from last year's team, you know, uh, George, or Alvarado right. and and – Moses DeVoe Wright and, and Jordan Usher. Yeah. You know, they, they brought back a lot of great pieces, Michael DeVoe. So folks saw them coming. I mean, certainly they get all the credit in the world for still getting it done because, um, you know, folks had other teams high ranked too right. that, that, that fell flat on their face. So, again, all credit to Georgia Tech. They stayed healthy. They executed their game plan. They won a lot of games. Um, but – yeah, it was uh, the party crash that no one talked about when we talked about Georgia Tech and we talked about Clemson and we talked about Syracuse and we talked about NC State. Um, we did not talk about Virginia Tech. Right. And, uh, yeah, and they, Man, they who knew Kevin Aluma was so good? And Justin Mutz also. Man. And those yeah, guys, they, they play up, very well together. They're, they opened they're... up the year with that big win at Villanova, and, of course, they beat us. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they, they get credit for those two things. And yeah. um, but, but they haven't played – you know, they've played two – games in the last month because of mm-hmm. COVID cancellations, some of which are their fault, some of which were were other other teams. But, um, yeah, it, it, it was a tough call to give uh, uh, Young the award, given that his team 
they got out of two different matchups against FSU because of those COVID cancellations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, would they have finished third in the league if they'd had to play Florida State twice? I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're probably going to wind up having to play Florida State in the tournament. Maybe. Yeah, there we go. Um, I mean, who knows? We can go across to the opposite end of the bracket if 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 we feel good, like we've talked about Georgia Tech and Clemson. Um, sure. Yeah, the, the the other half of the bracket is just loaded with the big name programs, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Duke Duke will beat Boston College probably you know ninety nine times out of a hundred. That's one of the the opening round games. You know, just like Duke's last year, was, playing. It, on Tuesday. Tuesday, Duke is yeah. playing Tuesday. on Tuesday. Tuesday. Duke's we playing Tuesday. Duke's playing Tuesday. on Tuesday, Tuesday. <laughs> and they might even last lose. Boston College can beat them. See, UNC played Tuesday last year. This yeah. year is Duke's turn to be the to, to have the, the embarrassingly bad season and and play on opening day in front of an empty gym. And um, but they'll probably be BC because keep in mind BC's already fired Jim Christian. Um, I even stopped paying attention after they fired Jim Christian. I know they had one player quit the team. I can't remember. It was one of their star guards. Um, Tabs? Transfer out. It doesn't even matter. It's just BC. It, mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't matter. Um, so Duke will win that game. They'll play Louisville in, the te- in a 10-7 game, which should actually be pretty interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. Duke is Duke is the 10 seed for a reason. But at the same time, you got to admit, they've got some horses. They've got some five stars. Them against Louisville will be, will be a really good game. It's just game. amazing. Duke is a Duke is a ten seed, and like all but one of yeah, their what? rotation players was more was highly more highly ranked as a recruit than almost everybody on UVA's roster. Yes. Yeah, we looked at that a couple of weeks yeah. ago before the Duke game. I mean, and they're they're, what, and they're playing on seven Tuesday. Players in the top fifty, you know. I mean, yeah, they have seven insane. top fifty players, and they're playing on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, they'll they'll play Louisville. That'll be a good game. Um, they'll play Louisville on Wednesday. Uh, the winner of Duke and Louisville will then play Florida State. So that little quad of the bracket is just loaded with star power. Um, and so that'll other, be Florida State's uh, first game, right? Yeah. So Florida yep. State will get the winner of what will probably be Louisville and Duke. Um, those two teams could. Could make Florida State work. We'll see. I mean, yeah. Florida State, I think, won at Louisville. I think that was Louisville's lone home loss before we showed up there and beat them, too. So, Florida State well, I think there's an asterisk on the home thing when it comes to, you know, us playing Louisville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yum, <laughs> the Yum Center is our home away from home. The UVA Yum uh, Center. It, I UVA mean, we don't call the UVA like Yum it. Center for, for no reason. Hey, it, it, it was one of the best days of your life, right, Seattle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Seattle got to go, of course, was that was there for the uh, for the Oregon and Purdue games in 2019. Um, right. It's, we, the rest of us are all insanely jealous uh, that he got to see those. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So it doesn't really, yeah. So Louisville is good at home. Uh, Florida State still managed to win there by double digits. So Florida State probably gets out of that bracket okay. I don't think Florida State and Duke played this year. I think COVID got their matchup, their lone matchup. So it'll be if Duke makes it all the way through to the Thursday game, it'll be their first matchup against Florida State. But still, Florida State probably should handle its business there. Um, in the the bottom quad, um, Notre Dame will yeah, Wake Notre Forest. Notre Dame against Wake Forest. Yeah, yeah, that'll be Notre game. Dame will win that one. I um, think Wake's coach did some good stuff this year. He he is he's he was a nice. Forbes, hire, so they got is that Steve his name? Forbes. 
Yeah, yep. I, I, I think there's some hope East for the Tennessee future State. there. Yeah, East Tennessee State. He was a good coach at ETSU. Um, he's got a, a some nice young players. We'll see who comes back for next year. Yeah. But, uh, I, he he he's very Mike Young esque. Yeah, exactly. You know, I was just gonna say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of the same. So yeah, I think I think Wake is gonna be trending up over the next couple of years. Uh, as of this week, though, they are not gonna win a game in the ACC tournament. That's my book. Uh, Notre Dame will advance to face UNC. Uh, to me, that's a toss up. Notre Dame UNC. Yeah. Think so. No, Notre Dame Wake. I think is a toss up. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the winner, the winner of that game will get UNC, who's the sixth seed. Um, UNC, who knows? Great big man. man. And Walker Kessler's been coming on of late this year. Uh, he's kind of been the big bright spot for them. Honestly, their best big men are coming off the bench, and Daron Sharp mm-hmm. and Walker Kessler are they are better than Armando Bacot and Garrison Brooks. I'm just, it's my hot take. Um, they have the better. Brooks took a. NBA Brooks has taken a step back this year, so you know he was my preseason player of the year. He he was everybody. Was for a lot of people. He wasn't mine. Okay, he was mine, but you know, Jay Huff was mine. A, a step. Yeah, he he's taking a step back. Yours? Jay Huff. Okay, but UNC UNC struggles because they don't have good guard play and. Kerwin Walton, who's who was their lowest ranked freshman, interesting, a three star kid, has shown up as the three the three point specialist, and he he's kind of proven to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but Caleb Love, their five star point guard, has almost as many turnovers as assists in ACC play. He's just not a a next level decision maker. And you know, does UNC have more star power? Yes, but you have to ask yourself: Can they? Um, you know. If you don't have good guards, can you win in March? Well, no. That's, so, at what point does it catch up with them? Does it catch up? Yeah. With them see, I, and here's what, the thing USA, about I want to say that... UNC has right. inexperienced guards. I think those kids in a couple years are going to be very good if they stick sure. around. If they stick uh, around, it, and I, it, I think it, well, they'll Caleb definitely be back next year. They should. The NBA. He wanted to be the the the, the third straight five star UNC point guard to one and done, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe he's not motivated to stay. I mean, even it, I don't I don't see him being a number one draft pick. I think he's, he's got not, still got to prove he, himself, but he's got he's got to be convinced to to do what Trey Jones did last year at Duke. Yeah, and Trey Jones Trey Jones was a five star who wanted to be a one and done like his brother Tyus. Um, played his first year kind of uneven. Uh, Coach K convinced them to come back for a sophomore year, and he had a really good good sophomore year. I think yeah, it was a good decision. Yeah, and and turned into a um, you know got drafted. He's he's having a nice season in the G League this year with the Austin Spurs. So you know Roy Williams is going to try to sell Caleb Love on that, um, mm-hmm. but it will we won't find out probably until sometime in April what what the decision is. He may go through the through the process and drag it out into May or June. But bottom line is whether it's this week or when we get into the AC or in the NCAA tournament, I think Caleb loves inexperience is going to catch up with them and mm-hmm. cost you it. At some point it will. Yeah. 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 So it's going to go, it goes head to head with Prentice hub against Notre Dame. Maybe. Is it going to happen when, uh, what uh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. Wabisa bead for Virginia tech. Um, who's not a great offensive player, 
but is an elite defensive player at the point. Mm-hmm. Um, plays him, you know, so that, that would be UNC's uh, quarterfinal matchup. So if UNC wins Wednesday in advance like, Thursday. I like Notre Dame back. against UNC. Yeah? I do, too. Yeah, Notre, I do too. Notre Dame right. went, went to the line 34 times against Florida State. I mean, they went 20 and 25 times to the line against us in their two games. These guys get a lot of easy points, mm-hmm. and they're they're really good from the line. You know, I mean, 34 is just ungodly. I mean, they're, Florida State committed like something like 22 fouls. But yeah, because I think I think Notre Dame is the kind of team that can that can force those mistakes out of the young guards. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I see. I mean, I don't make a whole lot of predictions, but I see Notre Dame beating UNC. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I think that's gonna be a really good game. That's one I might want to try to watch. It's it's gonna be really hard for me to watch these games this year because, you know, it's all during work and I'm busy at work and we're selling uh, our house the, and trying the to UNC games. Move the UNC and, is playing the the nine p.m. Eastern game, so I don't know how late you're working out there on the West. Is that Coast. what Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I might be able to six p.m. for him. So. Yeah, I might. Yeah, and then by Friday, yeah. So I think UNC, depending on how far they advance, would play at, would play at nine p.m. Eastern. Um, three straight nights. Wow! So it's 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 that's late. Doable. That's hard, man. Yeah, they're college kids; they can handle it. Um, Virginia Tech. Now we talked earlier. Virginia Tech is coming off a long COVID pause. They played uh, on February sixth. Then they had about a two and a half week layoff. They got two games in, and last played on February twenty seventh, and then shut down again. Huh. So they've they've only really played you know two games in the last month. What's the rust factor going to be like? Yeah. Um, now, know, who's their that first has game? Been huge this year. That is, the the rust has been huge for yeah, every single team. Think about Clemson the the game come back. That, Yeah, think about when we played Clemson after their two and a half, two weekish layoff, and how easily we just walked out yeah. a little John with a blowout. It seems to um, only be one game though. It seems like the second game, the team is back. Yeah, but yeah, Virginia Tech could be playing Notre Dame or UNC in that game. All right, so Virginia Tech's first game would be Notre Dame or UNC. Yeah, assuming it's not Wake Forest. Possibly Wake. I mean, I'm not going to say Wake has no chance because I could see them beating Notre Dame and then I could see them giving North Carolina a hard time. But I do think Carolina would beat Wake. I I, I definitely think Notre Dame has a better chance against Carolina than Wake would. So so, so do do we think Virginia Tech can, can overcome their rust issues to take care of Notre Dame or UNC? And I'm very, you know, it's going to be a very trendy pick um, for those who are out there picking this yeah. game. To, Notre to Dame, yes, I think they'll beat Notre Dame because it would be Notre Dame's third game in three days. Yeah. And that, that the third game in three days against the fresh, you know, the fresh team, that's, that's like one, that, that's the rust of Virginia Tech against the exhaustion of, of Notre Dame. But Carolina, we'll see. It's about Car- motivation. A lot motivation of it is, and, yeah. And and about their guards not turning the ball over. Um, yeah, we'll see. And then, but bottom line is that Florida State, I think, can take care of either Virginia Tech or UNC um, if Florida State's locked in. But maybe I'm giving them too much credit. Well, Florida State was Jekyll and Hyde when it came to their home games versus their away games. How does a neutral court factor in? Right. 
I don't know. They usually do um, pretty well in the ACC tournament, don't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, I mean they, they beat the us last year. They beat, they beat us. us. They beat us two years ago. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They've won it once or twice in the last few years. Yeah, and we we beat them in 2014. But that's, yeah, that's I think far they'll be not material. I think they'll be pretty sharp. I. I think, yeah. That Notre Dame loss is going to motivate them. Yeah. They're going to come out of that Notre Dame loss. You know, the fact that they lost the uh, ACC regular season championship, Mm -hmm. they're going to be hungry to win the ACC tournament um, to say, you know, to at least have something to show for this season. Yeah. So that's why why I see Florida State making it to to the championship on Saturday. Um, I have us against Florida State in a rematch. On Saturday, that's a toss-up. Wow. How that goes? Vegas actually has Florida State as the favorite to win the league right now, or yeah, to win the tournament. I, I would too. I, I would still, I would still have to pick Florida State in that matchup. I yeah, that, for that, all the same reasons that I that I didn't think we had it, we're going to do well against them the first time. There's just a bad matchup for us. Yeah, it'd be one thing if we had lost in Tallahassee by a couple of points. Yeah, and I could say uh, if we lost by four or five, it's like okay, well that was just that's just the home court advantage talking. Um, you know, we learned a thing or two. We'll come back, but man, we lost by twenty. Yeah, and, I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe Justin McCoy can can handle Raekwon Gray or you know who and Trey Murphy on Scotty Barnes. Look, when we try, I don't know. Honestly, I I was uh, that game. As bad as our players looked, I think is this is how badly our, our coaches have outperformed all this year. I would, I mean, if you had to give me our first half versus Florida State versus our second half versus Virginia Tech, um, let's just say of ACC basketball because I don't even want to talk about Gonzaga, but um, yeah, th- those were our clearly our two our two worst halves of basketball this of ACC basketball. The first half at FSU, and it just yeah, went up. you know the Virginia Tech second half. I'm I'm giving the the guys on the black and white team a lot of credit for that one. Yeah, so they they get a lot of credit for that one. Yep. So that that first half at Florida State, where we just right out of the gate just let them kind of you know played Matador defense, and FSU just ran up the score. You know. Uh, yeah, they the they were motivated. They were they were they had some of the best energy I've ever seen a team have. They and they had a plan. They knew what to do. They knew how to attack us. And I don't know. I'm still, you know, we should have known. We should have been prepared for the switching one to five. And that what we did against Louisville, we should have been ready to do against Florida State. And but so you know, maybe we'll do better this time. Now and maybe, but you know, they just have two and. You know, we had Reese Beekman. He really did have Reese Beekman try to deal with Scotty Barnes. And, you know, I said before the game, you know, maybe Trey Murphy. Trey Murphy might be able to handle it. You got to go jumbo um, against FSU. You got to – maybe you can get by with Casey Marcel, who's got that nice wingspan defensively. But, um, you know. If, if you can find a jumbo lineup that works, um, Thomas Wolde Tensai really is the smallest you want at anything other than the point guard at his six foot five frame. And then just go up from there, get some minutes from McCoy, who's a pretty good matchup. Um, 
know, get some minutes, you know, and put them in with with Murphy and and Huff just so you can get that length and that size to to balance off or balance out. Yeah, the, the size that FSU brings because you know that game whenever you know whenever they needed a basket, there were a couple points where they needed a basket. Raquan Gray just basically bowled his way through our team and got a basket. And I don't know that we have that anybody. Is what he does well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that we have anybody who can prevent that. Maybe Justin McCoy. And you know, Justin's playing really well now. So and so maybe you know, maybe he can do that. Yeah, but Gray's got like I mean, Gray is a tank. He's got. I mean, he's built like. Um, he is. But, you know, McCoy's got he McCoy's got the butt that uh, you know nobody else on our team has. Look, nobody. He he's the closest that we have. He's got yeah. a nice big frame, you know. So who knows? And he moves his feet pretty well. So, uh, you know, right, Scotty so. Barnes, we got to put somebody bigger than than Reese Beekman on him. Yeah, it's, it's it's too easy for him to pass right over him. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. Barnes is a six. We're just nine driving in. to the lane and shoot over him like like he did yeah. the Beekman. He just Reese doesn't, and you know, Reese didn't have he doesn't have the mass to be able to keep Barnes from just taking him into the lane. Because Barnes is a big kid. He, he, he is. I mean, I know people talk, call him a point guard. I, I don't know if I'm going to call him a point guard, but he's a point forward, certainly, in that Magic Johnson and uh, more recently Marcus Ben Johnson Simmons kind of, kind of way. Yeah. But the nice thing about that is he'll be gone next year. Yeah, Barnes will go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the only silver lining that we only have to deal with Barnes for one year. So. All right. All right. So, so let's, what, let's go on. Let's go what on. What do you spot. guys let's think of? On. All right. Let's say who, who who do you all have winning the ACC tournament this week? I'm going to have to go with Florida right. State. I, I I think. I mean, for what we just talked about. I, and yeah. I guess I should mention MJ Walker. I mean, the guy should be mentioned. He he had a great game against us, and um, they they've just got in Copa Vista. Yeah, for them, it's a matter of just being motivated. Um, if if they're really locked in, yeah, um, yeah, they can beat us. And so, I'm, and I think they will be for this tournament. I think they will. They they have well, something so to prove. So I I mentioned their motivation in letting the ACC regular season championship slip away right. um, this past week. They also have the motivation of not getting a chance exactly. to, to win it all last year. Right. When, when, they, they, were the first, when they, they were the best team too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were the one seed last year and technically they were given the trophy um, as a, at, by default when the tournament was canceled. But I mean, and it's their so chance I, to, to move up a seed line or two for the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So, so I love Leonard Hamilton. I mean, everybody loves Leonard Hamilton. There's, there's really very little to dislike about the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he is a guy that there is a part of me, you know, if it's not going to be UVA, um, you know, I would love to see Hamilton get his final four, right? And I, I my heart broke a little mm-hmm. bit last year because last year was his year. That it was his last, best chance, yeah, this year. That, that was the best team he'd had. Um, and, he, and he's had some good teams at FSU, but that was mm-hmm. the best team he'd had yet. And I really felt that that had, was a team with Final Four potential. Um, so because they missed out on that opportunity last year, most of the guys on this year's team were on that team last year. And 
are going to want to say, hey, we didn't get to do it last year. Let's do it this year. Let's win the ACC tournament. Let's mm-hmm. let's win the NCAA tournament. Let's you know make the Final Four. So they, I expect, are going to be playing very sharp, very hungry ball for the next three weeks. So is and... there anybody from the five seed down that we think has a chance to play in the championship game? ACC? Yeah. Mm-hmm. UNC? I hate to say it. Because they, um, they, they got to beat Virginia Tech, who's coming off rust, right? Um, and then UNC beat Florida State in the Dean Dome mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. So, all right. So Carolina could could Carolina win the ACC tournament? I well, you, I'm going to go back to the guard play that we've mentioned. That would be, you know, they've got to win three straight games with Caleb Love as their point guard, and I don't mm-hmm. think so. Yeah. Yeah, because right. so, UNC, I think, could make the final. But you know who they'd see in the final? Us. And you know who always beats UNC? Us. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so maybe UNC is not the right pick. Um, I don't know. Could, could you, you know see... who else might be able to make it the Saturday below the five seed? Duke. Yeah. We could see Duke on Saturday. <laughs> what, what yeah. that yeah, right? For I mean, one of the same reasons that we said Florida State. Should be the pick to win it. Duke could because that's a team. If they play all locked in, five and games in five days. I don't think so. Hey, UConn did it, right? I know, I know. And how many teams have done that since? Oh, I know. Well, and you but, know, so and that was that was a very different situation where UConn <laughs> was a nine seed because that was back when the Big East was, you know, good. ten NCAA tournament teams good. Yeah, right. That was they, they were no. They were, I'm not. Do I think it's gonna happen? No, I don't. But I look. Hey, hey it, it, I'm just. It would fit the narrative of every time somebody is out there ready to to bury Shashevsky's mm-hmm. career and say it's it's over, it's over. It's you know, put the nail in the coffin. It's that's when Duke just decides to say, screw you guys, we're Duke, and and go on a run. Um, and Shashevsky to remind everybody, no, I'm still your daddy. So hey. Mm-hmm. Could happen because if they, if they if they get to the to the championship, you know we've seen Tony is, uh, you know he Tshevsky's hey, the one. Kryptonite, so. Yeah, I don't want to say kryptonite. I mean certainly we we've won a couple of big games against Duke, but um, more often than not Duke beats Virginia. So, hey, I think Could if be. if they do make it to to Saturday, I think we will beat them. Yeah, they'd be tired. We'd be on our third game. They'd be on their fifth. Right. And they will have had to, man, they will have had to really dig deep to get there. And motivated after having lost to them and having lost a very winnable game in Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. This is is my most favorite time of the year. And last year, we didn't get it. And I was, I mean, I was heartbroken because of everything else going on in the world and Mm -hmm. everything else going on country so i didn't really get to mourn the loss of our ncaa postseason because it was you know in the grand scheme of things minor compared to you know everything else we were dealing with but it feels good to have this back it feels good to to know that we get to watch acc tournament basketball this week which as someone who grew up watching acc basketball this is pure right this is this is as good as it gets is watching everyone come together in Greensboro and just hash it out over a couple of days. And then a week from now, 
we're going to be filling out brackets. And then we get to, you know, get watch the, the NCAA tournament. We get those, those Thursday, Friday game or sorry. Yeah. Thursday, Friday games of, you know, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. 32 games, you know. <laughs> so next week when we do our NCAA tournament show, I'm going to reveal my wacky, crazy, off-the-wall idea for retooling the NCAA tournament to make it even oh, more interesting. Oh, my God. So. Okay. I'm, and I think it's an idea that nobody else has had. I think this is like my the original idea of my life. My this is yeah. And I think it's the one original idea still out there, and, and I've had it. A, an automatic buy into the Final Four. Huh? I, I wouldn't mind that this year. What did you say? In champions, automatic pass into the Final Four. Ah, <laughs> that'd be great. No, I'm gonna wait till dude, we're not. Okay. It's pretty much uh, NCAA tournament talk is premature. Let's give the ACC tournament and the ACC regular season championship. Their moment that they're due because the ACC tournament is still a great event. I don't care that the league is down this year. It's going to, you know, there's going to be a lot of great players in there. There's some great coaches on the, on the sidelines. And you know what that means? It means it's wide open. Yeah. And there's, and there's, there's a ton of teams that could, that could do a ton of damage and can, and can show up on the, that Saturday game that, you know, Saturday at eight 30 for the ACC championship. Um, let's uh let's just enjoy it this is as good as it gets even if we don't win it yeah it's just enjoy the fact that after not getting it last year we get it this year we get to watch the acc tournament play out from start to finish you know go who's let's let's get it done yeah absolutely okay so moving from basketball to uh my favorite sport women's soccer it was a uh, passable week for the for the women. They uh, won both their games, uh, defeated George Mason two nothing, and uh, then uh, took care of um, VCU, wasn't it? VCU. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, two to one. Um, yeah, I saw know, that result. Yeah, we've got. Um, you know the the big news is is that the NCAA tournament was cut from sixty four teams to forty eight, which means that there's only seventeen at large berths, and there's probably five teams in the AC, four teams in the ACC that are in the running for those spots. So Florida State's the the champion, so they're going to get one. UNC was probably the second best team in the country last year, last fall. So they're going to get one that leaves us in a dogfight with Duke and Clemson. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just, I'm just afraid that, you know, the ACC is not going to get four of 17 at large bids. I mean, we are the best conference in the country, but we're talking about very, very small finite numbers. <laughs> And, you know, ACC soccer tends to, you know, flood the NCAA tournament like ACC basketball. But this is just a very, very small field. Um, And it's really going to come down to Virginia's got two games against West Virginia. Uh, We're playing home and home with them. And uh, our next game against ODU was canceled. So we have two more games left. Uh, Not till April. 
So hopefully there's time to get everybody healed. We've got about four players by my count that should be, should have been playing these last two games and, and haven't, um, you know, and one of them's a starter in Anna Sumter and she was injured last year. We need her if we're going to advance in the tournament, but she's missed these first two games. So we've got, uh, the women have got their work cut out for them. You know, two two bad showings against West Virginia. We may not make it. Uh, the other fun thing is that Duke, which is one of the two teams that you know we're in, that are competing with us for very scarce slots, will also play West Virginia. So, you know, if Duke wins that and we lose them or have bad results, you know, Duke could end up you know stealing one of uh, stealing one of those slots. So, you know, the, the women are playing, playing for it all right now, too. So it'll be, uh, you know, fun to watch, fun to see. I get to go to the game, uh, at the home game on April 10th against West Virginia. So I am, uh, nice. you know, I've already packed my bags for, <laughs> already packed my bags for. Uh, How many games you know, do we have for, in the upcoming uh, week? We don't have any. No? We, we're off until April 3rd. We were supposed oh, to play uh, ODU. Um, this next Saturday, but that game got canceled. Okay. And without any, I, I haven't found an explanation for it. And then the game after that, we were supposed to play against, uh, a, it was a scrimmage game against the uh, professional team, the North Carolina Courage. And that game got canceled. That game got canceled a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. So <clears throat> we have two more games left. So we played two. You know, and I'm kind of of the belief that, you know, you need nice, splashy, big win sorts of things. We were in control of both of those games. But if people aren't paying attention, they're going to look at us 2 nothing against, you know, George Mason, 2-1 against VCU, whereas, you know, Clemson had a couple of 4, you know, 4-1 wins. Duke had a 3-0 win. You know, this is, uh, you know, at-large bids are a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. You know, so a big splashy, <laughs> and 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 George Mason was not good, <laughs> not a good team, and you know we just really struggled to to break them down. So it was uh, a, you know a dispiriting win, <laughs> actually. You know, and it's hard to hard to say that. You know, but uh, we were in control the whole time, and that would have been the one time that we needed to run up the score. And I almost never advocate running up the score ever, <laughs> you mm. know. Um, but we needed we needed more than that. So my friends who uh, follow you know college soccer, you know, have been following it longer than I have. Tell me, you know, not to worry. You know, the the body of work under Steve Swanson speaks for itself. Uh, we did finish third in the ACC regular season, but the season-ending polls had us behind both Duke and Clemson. Mm-hmm. So um, we, we've climbed ahead of, of, of Duke now, but we're still just behind Clemson. So it'll be a couple of weeks off for the for the women, and then they've got you know two games in seven days. All right, it's West Virginia. The, the first one's away, and then the the second one second one's at home. So those could both define the season, which is you know why we play games, right? You know, is you you want the pressure on you know to some degree. You know the, the the need to have to win. That's why we're that's why we watch them. So it'll be a, it'll be an interesting you know start to April. 
you know, in preparation for April Madness in uh, in women's and, and men's soccer as well. So, but that about covers everything, right, guys? Yeah. Okay. So um, we will be doing um, we will be doing a, a down on the corner, you know, end of uh, end of this week after Selection Sunday. It's in the works. We, yes. Uh, as as we preview uh, the NCAA tournament, we will of course uh, you know podcast twenty one will uh, mm-hmm. rehash uh, you know the men's performance in the ACC tournament. Yep. And we're all open that uh, <laughs> we're going to come here to crow about uh, us winning a uh, a third ACC tournament title and or tournament you know in the you know Pete Bennett era. And we might, 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 might get a Wahoo wake up on Thursday. I might be able to pull that okay. off. Okay. <laughs> you'll have to, you'll have to do that one solo. That's, and that's <laughs> going to be early. Well, yeah, with the a noon game. So just prepare yourselves, everybody. It is, yeah, um, yeah the game started noon uh, central, or sorry, noon Eastern, um, both Wednesday and Thursday before moving back to the evening exclusively on Friday night. But, you know, it's, it's the curse of being the one seed is that, um, as we have learned time after time during this peak Bennett era, that when you're the one seed, the game started at noon and you have to work and you need to um, find creative ways to make sure you stay on top of what's happening. Mm-hmm. But it's a good problem to have. That's true. First world problem, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Get the one seed and let the fans uh, struggle to figure it out. That's right. That that that, that sounds about fair. <laughs> All right. So, ACC regular season right. champions again. Congratulations to the Hoos. Thank you for proving me wrong. I'm very <laughs> grateful and uh, yep. very yep. very happy for of, the players and coaches. If any of you or their families are listening, we are very very proud. Yeah. Yeah, we are. It's, it's been a tough, tough season for tough season and a tough year for everybody. But uh, you made us proud. Yeah. All right. All right. That's it for me. Wahoo, everybody. Wahoo. Yep. Wahoo.